Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. On this episode, this is part two with their recent interview with Burgess Owens. And we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, the anthem protest with him. And we're also going to talk a little bit about NFL commissioner and his mixed messages and Eminem, Harvey Weinstein, and the Girl Scouts, well, now Boy Scouts, and everything else a little bit more. So stick around to this episode of Trend Chat. everybody to another episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us whether on facebook instagram or twitter it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 and i write for politics.com if you want to read some of my articles just go to politics.com slash author slash brian bledsoe and just to say right now we are broadcasting from billings montana today and it's early in the morning right now so it, so this is kind of like your morning wake up to, um, for this episode 
released when it's going to get released. And yeah, this I've I've been to Montana before. I think when I mentioned on the last podcast, I went through North Dakota, which was the first time I've been to North Dakota. So I've been to all 48 continuous states. So maybe one day I'll get to Alaska and Hawaii. But so I'm out here and I don't know. But me, I, I don't have much coverage out here as far as sell. <laughs> as far as, my, I guess, the my cellular data. So, that, anyway, I'm going to, I guess, leave from here after I finish this uh, recording and then head on over to Washington State. And don't know. It depends on when the next episode is recorded. It might be probably be back in Montana by the time I record again either next Tuesday or Thursday so I also want to mention before I really get into all this that um I will be speaking speaking at the Republican Women of Arlington fundraiser on October 20th with the Politichicks and I was invited to speak for a couple of minutes so I actually have put together my speech in a way. Um, and, you know, like I said on the last episode, I'm I'm excited. Uh, a little nervous, you know, because I've just never done it before. But I'm more excited because, one, I already know what I'm going to talk about, talk about as far as what I'm going to, how I'm going to frame it and all that. And so... Hopefully, I get a chance to get it recorded and play it on here. So, that just depends on how, I, how I'm able to get things set up or if I can get someone at the facility to maybe do something. I don't know. But we'll, we'll definitely find out on the day of if I'm able to get a recording of it if, or, if anything, get a video of it and then just play the audio but um definitely if i guess if you're in the dallas fort worth area and want to come out and support the republican women of arlington especially and meet the politics it'll be Anne marie morell and morgan Brittany there and you know if i don't know if you want to hear me speak if you want to do that i definitely would encourage to um uh check out the the fundraiser which i will be posting on my pages to so everyone can see so actually on these the list that i went through before we get to our interview with burgess owens i i'm probably not going to really harp on all of these too much i'm just going to kind of touch on them a little bit um especially with the kind of recent news that the boy scouts are now going going to allow girls in the boy scouts i mean i guess because being in the girl scouts wasn't enough so they just had to let them join the boy scouts but so it's basically it's just a continuing trend as far as kind of just destroying one one of the you know long-lasting institutions and 
as far as the Boy Scouts. And this is basically just going to breed nothing but trouble. Um, the Boy Scouts are definitely just kowtowing to the liberal agenda of wanting to be all inclusive even though it is the boy scouts but well it there are other organizations as far as if you're looking for um some sort of uh organization to i guess to help out young boys as far as learning different skills and there are other organizations other than the boy scouts out there and i'm guessing the people who are, are not too happy about this decision would definitely be looking elsewhere. And damn, that's it. Like I said, I'm not going to really harp on all these. Now, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, there was a story that came out. That, I guess it was a memo that went out that saying the players should stand, that he feel like everyone should stand for the, for the national anthem which obviously was news because it kind of seems like they, that is going to be a shift as far as um, having, having the players to stand for the anthem. But, unsu- you know, unsurprisingly, the next day, they, the commissioner wanted to clarify, which I can understand because it's not like in the memo he was saying this is going to be a policy change, this is a rule change. So I understand but he definitely want to make it clear. Look, we're not changing anything. Um, also, because if they are going to do any you know, real change to the policy, it will have to be negotiated by, um, with the players' union. So, so it's not um, it's not surprising that he wanted to make that clarification. But um, I don't see any like, I guess requirement for the players to stand. I don't see that ever happening. I, well, I can't say ever, but it, yeah, given that the fact that you have to negotiate something like that in the, I guess you can call it the rule of conduct, for one, I don't see the players' union ever agreeing to that you know, unless the owners give up something really big in exchange for it, in which I don't think these owners are that um adamant as far as wanting to have the player stand. I don't know. As much as maybe you're hearing from Jerry Jones as far as what he wants the players to stand and um, uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, I think all of this is just, they're just trying to have their cake and eat it too. So they're trying to appeal to the people who are not watching the NFL because of the anthem protests and trying to put this out there. But I honestly don't think they're so worked up about it themselves they're just kind of looking at the bottom line of of it all as far as just trying to basically trying to please everybody in a way and they're kind of getting to the point that we're like well they seem like business might be going down because of it so they now they want to flip around and say well now we want them to stand so but the thing about it is that when this all started your initial reaction, your initial instincts kind of show how you feel about it. So everything from this point is kind of feel like you just 
just trying to save face. So, and I guess, well, before I get to the last two and then on to our interview with, uh, with Burgess Owens, we're going to hear from our friends with the Founding Project. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. So we have a new conscience of America, people. And I know it was, it was Jimmy Kimmel all this time for the past couple of weeks. But now we have a new conscience of America. His name is Eminem. <laughs> and he did a scorching freestyle rap <laughs> on President Trump, I guess, during the BET Hip Hop Awards. I say I guess because I have no clue. I don't care about what about the... BET or the Hip Hop Awards on BET because as I mentioned on Twitter they don't speak for me because they basically kind of like what we were talking about with Burgess Owens that it, it's called black entertainment television but it very, might well be called just liberal black entertainment television <laughs> and they don't speak for me at all and so I don't care about their network or whatever Hip Hop Awards whatever so Anyway, apparently this was on that show. And he went all in. You know, he hit all those hollow liberal talking points, the same old, same old. He just put it in rhyme, basically. And so now uh, he's, he's woke now. I mean, he was already making these statements, but, he, you know, he's, you know, he's the new conscience of America now. I, you know, definitely forget about all those misogynistic lyrics and all what he's done in the and said in the past you know no he is the the great Eminem again <laughs> and you know like I said <laughs> it just feels like feels like this mantle of the conscience of America especially basically it's the conscience of liberal America but they want to especially in the media want to hail all these new critics and people who are so outspoken about this terrible President Trump. So, and and like I said, all the lyrics he's had in it over his career, and but now he, but he's he's you know he's the man round because he's criticizing, he's speaking truth to power. That Eminem, he's yeah, that's right, you get him. And um, but so we're gonna look past all those other uh, misogynistic lyrics that we reported about during your career. So, but this whole thing with Eminem and their whole embrace of him, it kind of makes me think. As far as just now, because we also have this Harvey Weinstein scandal going on, as far as his decades of basically being a sexual predator. And hearing this, seeing how uh, liberals are just fawning over Eminem, it kind of makes me see, as far as this Harvey Weinstein deal, it's kind of making it seem 
hey, Harvey, don't worry about it. You know, you can you can basically do all of this sexual debauchery, but you know, as long as you are you know, really critical of President Trump, all will be forgiven. So V, I guess if, I think he mentioned that he's going to do a movie about uh, the Trump administration or something like that, and I'm pretty sure that's going to get rave reviews and all of this stuff about him being a sexual predator and you know, eh, you know that that's old news. <laughs> he's he's talking truth to power. He's talking about President Trump. So of course he's he's doing his good deed. He's paying his penance for all the horrible things he's done in the past. And so even though he was fired from the Weinstein company recently, just given from whether it's with Eminem now and kind of all, basically kind of like all is forgiven because uh, he's um, on the, on the right side of history in, in their case as far as being critical of Trump. So, that's basically that's um pretty that's probably good news for old Harvey and he probably already knows this that as long as I am a a staunch outspoken Democrat being as super critical as possible of the president I I should be okay I should weather this storm right now and you know with the people who are you know, people that are coming out now about uh, Harvey Weinstein saying about what what he's done over all these years I want you know I want people to kind of realize that a lot of these people are just now coming out after like I said decades of of him doing all these you know sexual um just Mis- misdeeds and horrible um like sexual harassment sexual assault in in some of these cases and now the people are coming out wanting to speak out about about harvard weinstein pretty much after they have established a pretty good career now and so looking back you you can say that they chose their career over exposing Harvey Weinstein for for who he is, a sexual predator. But, you know, I've I've gotten past that point, you know, that, that whoever that these celebrities are that are wanting to speak out now, well, they're like, well, I've gotten to the to the level to where I won't be blackballed or won't be uh, my career won't be as affected if I speak out now. So, you know, Real good courage there, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, y'all some, y'all some, some courageous warriors, you guys. I mean, you know, I am glad they are speaking out now, but please, I, I don't see them as so courageous as they could have been. So, <clears throat> so that's that's my, I guess, my list of things that are, have been going on, and just want to get those out. So, before we get to our interview um, that we 
did this week with Burgess Owens. Here is um, another word from the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So on Tuesday, we played part one of our interview, which was a uh, never-before-there interview from last year, before I even did Trend Chat, that was for Politichicks, uh, with uh, Burgess Owens talking about his new book, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. And it's been over a year now, and no, I got a chance to speak with him at CPAC this year on Trend Chat, which was my first interview on this podcast. And um, we've kind of kept in touch. And, uh, you know, if you've been on Fox News, you probably have, have seen him on there as a uh, commenting on these uh, anthem protests and, and other issues. So i um, glad we got a chance to catch up with him again. And. Here's our interview with uh, Mr. Owens. We are here at part two. We're glad to have Super Bowl champion Burgess Owens with us. How are you doing? Brian, I'm doing great, and I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Big time. We played the interview from last year. At that time, your book uh, was not out yet. And now a year has passed, well, over a year has passed, and every, now you've been on Fox News and everything, and at CPAC, where I saw you again and interviewed you for the first time on my podcast at that time. So how's everything going? How's the book going? Everything is going great. And, and I tell you, Brian, this is uh, such a great time for America. Right now we're going through the this issue with uh, kneeling uh, uh, to salute of our flag. And it just so happens that the book that I wrote last year, uh, Liberalism, How to Turn Good Men into Winers, Weeds, and Web, is just very relevant. Because it talks about what we've done together as a country, all our races together. It also talks about the real enemies we have, which is not uh, based on our color or religion. It's based on the ideology of, of socialism and Marxism. So I, I, because it's so relevant, it's been a really good opportunity to talk. And, uh, and I look forward to sharing with your audience my, my thoughts on, on kneeling, uh, because that is a, is a sign of of where the left thought they were, it's a bridge too far, and I'm just so proud of America. We'll talk about that as we get into it. But things are going well, and uh, I'm excited about being part of this conversation. Uh, it's great, you know, you and I have kind of gone back from the very beginning, buddy. <laughs> it's kind of nice to be able to look back a year and a half later and just see uh, just how far we've come with the new elections and, and president and uh, and our country coming back strong. So anyway, I look forward to, to chatting a little bit more about that, those parts of it for sure. Yeah, and in the conversation we had last, um, well, a year and a half ago, we talked about at that time it was Jesse Williams and and he had that speech that was going on at that time. And so, as you mentioned, we have this anthem protest going on, and that was actually going to be my next question. I've heard your thoughts on various outlets, but let us all know what your your thoughts on the these anthem protests. <laughs> okay. Well, what we have to understand, and, and this is so important to to recognize. 
that the, the the fight we're fighting for the soul, heart and soul of our country. You know, we we've uh, we've been a country that's based on Judeo-Christian values, which allows us to be the light of the world, to to uh, be uh, very open and tolerant of all our differences. But we have a an ideology of socialists and Marxists who feel exactly the opposite. They hate uh, our God. They hate the fact that we can be uh, together and not divided. So it's been a progressive process in which they start off by taking God out of school back in the 1940s. They then start taking God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Then they took Pledge of Allegiance out of the school system. And now they're trying to take it, uh, our pride and country off of the football field. So what I'm proud of very much so is that Americans have stood up and said, no, that's not going to happen. We have a president who uh, drew a red line, unlike the last president, said, we're going to respect our country. We're not going to stand for this progressive mess. And uh, if you don't like it, we'll stop coming to studio games. So the NFL, which is uh, part of the problem, because uh, there's a, there's a word I just uh, found out recently is called uh, crony corporatism. And it actually highlights the fact that we have corporations that, that, are, uh, that have an agenda, uh, corporations that actually are not, uh, not pro-American, and uh, and they have no idea what free enterprise is, and that's what the NFL is all about. So the guys that are actually uh, driving an agenda, and now we have a chance to stand up against it. So I'm proud that we stood up. I'm glad we're, we're probably winning this battle. Uh, we now have to figure out how to get into the communities and help these young men to feel proud of who they are and and uh, and to change the narrative that they've been trained to think and brainwash the last 20, 20 years or so. Yeah, and actually I came across something today uh, mentioning that Roger Goodell is actually now saying that everyone should stand for the national anthem and you have owners like Jerry Jones and the owners uh, owner of the Miami Dolphins who are now telling their teams to stand. So I'm I'm guessing there is some change that is coming out of um people that have, have voiced their displeasure over these protests. It's called free enterprise, my friend. Free enterprise. And uh, these guys were so arrogant, and they felt they had so much power and so much uh, so people loved them so much that they were going to put up with it, and we showed them that we're not. We stopped looking at it. We stopped buying tickets. We stopped burning jerseys. We're not talking about uh, the fact that we behind the scene, which is Marxists and socialists and what they've been doing to our kids. So it's been a great opportunity to open up a, a narrative, a conversation that we never would have had before. But in terms of the NFL, they do what liberals do. Those guys are bullies and cowards, and once you stand up to them and you fight them, you take dollars out of their pocket, they will uh, acquiesce. Uh, the thing we have to also remember, though, uh, Brian, is this is one battle. Progressives don't stop. They have a long game, intergenerational game, with their thought to the black race as an example of it. And let me just share this with you real quick with the audience, just so they, they, they will know there's a, a baseline. <laughs> when I talk about resurrection of my race, it's because I grew up in a very successful um, productive, patriotic, Christian-based, segregated community. It was, a, it was a community during the days of the 50s and 60s and early 70s in which the black the black community led our nation in terms of the growth of the, of the, of the, of the middle, middle class. Over 40% of black Americans were part of that middle class because it was a segregated community and all the dollars stayed there. And that's where you had a lot of business owners. We had the highest percentage of men committed to, committed to marriage. Over 70% of our black men were committed fathers and husbands to their families. We now have 70% of those who had uh, abandoned their family and their kids. Uh, we had a percentage of 40% of black uh, of entrepreneurs. Now it's down to 3.8%. 
So when I talk about resurrection, I mean I know what it is to be successful. I grew up in a community that they told me, dream big, you can overcome anything. The way you, you beat racism, and at that time it was institutional racism, well, now we're talking about having that conversation. Thank goodness for the leftists who were so arrogant that they thought they can uh, take away our proud country. And America stood up against them, and the president drew a red line and said, nope, that's not going to happen. And so we're going to change the narrative and start exposing these people who they really are. You know, I've heard you mention about Marxism and socialism in the black community. And um, just want you to, I guess, speak a little bit more on on what you mean on about that. Okay. Well, we have to understand that there's good and evil in this world. The best of our, the best in the world, has come from a, a country that built its foundation on Judeo-Christian values. We build our our country on the fact that though we're not perfect, we worship a God that is, and we worship it differently. But in the process of doing that, we learn over time to look at each other from inside out, not outside in. Therefore, every single generation from the beginning of our country has gotten better by accepting others, by tolerance, by learning to serve. We do it best. We give more because we have a God in heaven that we, we feel we're blessed. We know we're special because of it. Not a special country. We just worship it more than in, in a way that no other country has before. So therefore, we've been blessed by him. <clears throat> There's another side of it. The atheists. The ones who hate God, those who hate the idea that uh, uh, people can like each other, that they can accept each other, they're the Marxists. They believe in uh, there's a special class of people, that they are part of a special class. They're called elitists. And they will take care of the rest of us, dependents. So their goal is not to develop a group of people that are self-sufficient, that understand, that are confident, that uh, will grow and support. Their goal is to develop dependents who look up to them as gods, and that's what Marxism is, and that's what socialism is. It's a evil ideology, because what happens when you, when you have people that want to be free, those people who don't want you to be free will make sure that by force you're not. Go to uh, Cuba, uh, communist Cuba. Go to Soviet Union. Go to Iran. Um, go to those places where freedom is not allowed, and you understand the heart and soul of totalitarianism, and when you take God out of the picture. So we've been fighting that, and what we have right now, Brian, it's obvious what happens when you take the goodness out of our country, out of our communities. Within the black community today, there's nothing but misery. We have 83% of black teen males unemployed for years, and our black president didn't talk about it. The black caucus didn't talk about it. Uh, John Lewis didn't talk about it. Why? Because it doesn't benefit for these kids to have a job. If they're hopeless and angry, jobless, they're dependent on their on them. <clears throat> we have 70% of men who have forgotten what men, manhood is all about, who uh, have kids and leave them, and leave the, the mother that, that's bearing them. Uh, I'm not going to a litany of, of where we are. I'm, uh, you know, I think our audience knows, look at the, the murder rate, illiter illiteracy, hopelessness, you find it concentrated in the black community. So that's what Marxism looks like, and we need to understand, because we're not being taught in our school system, what it is. So we need to understand it. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm going to repeat it if I did. Karl Marx, a founder of, of communism, the Communist Manifesto, said very simply in 1800, the first battleground is the rewriting of history. You steal a, a, a racist history. You steal their, their, um, their confidence in the present and a vision for the future. So that's what the term means. And, and, and I'm glad you asked 
because unfortunately the school system today, the progressive school system today, none of this is being taught. So that's the deal with socialism and Marxism, very evil uh, uh, ideology. So uh, I heard in a message with the Young American Foundation, uh, you mentioned that you voted for Jimmy Carter in 1980 and then voted for Reagan in 84. So tell us then what happened what in happened? those four years. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. So what happened to you, man? <laughs> well, very simply, I grew up like most black Americans did. Uh, very, very, first of all, with conservative values, but yet we were taught that the party that, that represented us best were Democrats. So I grew up thinking that Democrats shared my conservative values. And so when they had a Democrat in front of their name, I voted for them. And I was very upset when Carter did not win. I couldn't vote for him when he came out when he came out to the West Coast. So four years later, I've been in business myself. I retired from the NFL. I've been out there working hard, um, big vision, going through the ups and downs, realizing I had to rely on God as I'm going to make it happen. And it was a wake-up call. I recognized that, first of all, there's a lot of opportunity for anybody in this country. A lot of people don't see it or decide not to go for it, but it's not that it's not available. And uh, and I began to listen to the fact that the, the conservative values was what I've always believed in, uh, and it's not the party that I'm going to be committed to. I'm going to be committed to the conservative values. So by the time Ronald Reagan came through, lowering taxes, uh, uh, highlighting the, the entrepreneur, highlighting the family unit, um, the uh, the pro-life uh, uh, thought process, all those things that made sense to me, I just began to, to be drawn to. So I'm thankful for uh, President Ronald Reagan, and I'm glad I grew up in that time where his ability to articulate and, 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 and focus on, on his issues allowed me to see it. And I'm proud today to be uh, to be alive with a President Trump, who's not the most polished, but he's a very effective president that drew a line that helped our country to have a conversation about the problem of our race and a flag that would not have had, would not have been had with any other any other candidate that was actually in office. So that's how the transition happened. I think I also I think in the same message you mentioned about President Trump and kind of saying that, you know, he may not say it, everything the the best way. But, you know, in comparison to <laughs> Obama, <laughs> um, you had a polished politician yeah. with Obama and see and look where it got us. So what it got us exactly. And I'll tell you what it, what it comes to, guys. Keep this in mind for those who are listening and I'm not really sure what is the bottom line? We want somebody who loves America. The public of America basically says that he loves the people. He wants all the people to succeed, to, to, to be employed, to have businesses they want to, to follow their dreams. And it doesn't really matter if he says all the things the way that a policy politician would say. At the end of the day, in the day, he's a business owner that believes in getting results. And I'm all about getting results, guys. We've seen no results, particularly in the black community, for decades. And we've seen uh, negative results with a black president who's a socialist. So I'm happy to have a president who loves our country and wants to make America first. I guess one of the last questions, um, given that you played for the Oakland Raiders and won a Super Bowl with them, one thing I've been wanting to ask is, do you keep in touch with some of your former teammates and do they know what you're doing and how do they feel? That's a good question. Um, uh, I do keep up with uh, some of my guys. Uh, not that I'm staying in touch, stay in touch uh, you know, day to day or week to week. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's like anything else where you, you have something in common, you're very close to you, and life comes happens to you because we have to develop kids and all the other stuff. But, but um, 
No, I haven't uh, haven't really talked politics with anybody, but I'll say this. One thing I, I believe is something that we grew up with in the old days is we learned to respect each other. We don't have to always agree, but we still respect each other. And that was the way I grew up. Uh, I could have a friend that was a totally different uh, uh, political persuasion, but we respected each other, agreed to disagree. What the left has brought in a, 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 an era of intolerance. They don't want to hear what you got to say. They don't want to hear what you got to think. They're going to beat you up if you do. They're going to put on a black uh, black mask uh, to, to stop you. In the old days, they would have put on a white hood. That's what Democrats do. Uh, they don't want to hear an option of what other, other – uh, because if you have a chance to talk too much, people might believe you instead of them. So I think at the end of the day, it's all about tolerance. And it's more tolerant can be, and friendly, regardless of how we feel about an issue, the happier our country and the more productive our country will be. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Owens. And uh, how can everyone get in touch with you on social media? Well, I have uh, my website, which is Burgess on Talk, like you and I are doing right now with an S, Burgess on Talk, com. You can actually order my books there. You can go to Amazon.com. Um, we have uh, Twitter at Burgess Owens. And my Facebook is Burgess Owens Official, Official Burgess Owens. Uh, so please join me. Uh, my Facebook page um, is, a, is a very is one in which people from all persuasions can post. The goal is to be patient and tolerant and respectful and have debates. And I think that's how our country moves forward. And, Brian, thank you so much. I know what you do is uh, uh, you keep yourself busy. And uh, to, to, to have a, an outlet like this is what it's all about for people like myself have an audience and have a chance to, to, to get the message out. So appreciate your efforts and your your, uh, your entrepreneurial spirit. All right. Well, thank you for, for those kind words, and thank you so much for your time. Okay, buddy. Have a good one. And thanks to Burgess Owens for joining us. And I know we had a, a little bit of technical difficulty in there with um, some of But most of it got through, so hopefully um, – it wasn't didn't take away too much from uh from the interview but uh yes like i said thanks thanks to burgess owens for joining us and also thank you for listening and just want to say whether facebook instagram twitter trend chat 24 7 and we are available on itunes google play and iHeartRadio, and definitely am i definitely appreciate ha- Spreaker for for the opportunity to, to use this platform to do this podcast and so I don't I don't think I say it all the time mainly because I just don't feel like wanting to um like I'm want to beg you to do something whoever's listening but I do say want to say you know if you like it share it tell your friends and uh, share it as much as possible really and I appreciate everyone who is listening now and you know it's if you want to I guess get the word out about this podcast we definitely would appreciate it appreciate all the feedback that we can get and yeah we definitely um, definitely appreciate everything so far and just looking to continue on so all that being said we will be back next week um really don't know where we're going to be going but as i've said 
many times before content is really no problem because there's always something going on there's always something to talk about so i'm pretty sure something will be happening that i will have something to speak on and whoever we may have on um i'm also will be kind of getting prepared to do this um speak <laughs> this speech at the republican women of arlington fundraiser and just gonna i guess i guess practice in a way <laughs> and all, all that just you know it's pretty cool and like i said i, I definitely appreciate the public women of arlington for inviting me um to speak so all that's going to be going on next week and whether it's on tuesday or thursday i'm pretty sure we'll be back we'll be back at least for one episode so all that being said again thanks for listening and until well (laughs) i almost said tomorrow until next week we'll chat with you later wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply.